0: Guys, welcome to Talk Time with Jess and Lil. I'm Jess, and I'm Lil, and today we're gonna be talking about the goodness of God. And the way this topic came about was, I was listening to King of My Heart, um, and it's a really good song that really does point out how good God is. And there's a specific lyric in the song that says, "You are good, you are good, you're never gonna let me down," and they just repeat that lyric over and over and over again in the song, and. I've sang it nonchalantly here and there, and then I just stopped, and I'm like, wow, that's such a powerful phrase. Like, you are good. It's kind of like an equal sign. Like, God is good. And so we just want to, like, talk about that and touch base on that. So the first topic we're going to talk about is how God is good through the hard times. And we'll start off with this one, because this is kind of beating into the punch. Like, this is the hardest one to talk about and to live through. Yeah. So... It's easy to recognize how God is good when everything's good, too. Like, when our life is going as planned, um, following routine, per usual, it's easy. Like, yeah, God is good. But when things get hard, it's really, really difficult to pinpoint the goodness of God here and there. And I have found myself doing that more and more of things not going my way. And I'm just like, where is God? Like, what's going on? And then I just stop and, like remind myself that God being good isn't dependent on the situation. And so I came across this verse and it's Psalm thirty one nineteen, And it says, Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. And this verse really just shows how God's goodness overflows. It's not limited it's abundant it's overflowing and it's always there um to work for those who fear the lord and who take refuge and comfort in him
1: yeah i was just listening to another podcast and they were saying how whenever things are going bad like the first thing we do like we're very quick to be like oh my gosh like where's god like why where's the his goodness in this situation but whenever things are going bad good like whenever things are going well like you don't really question it you're not like god's here like why why are you being so good to me god we never really question like why is he being so good to us all we do is that when we don't see that we start to like question and like whatever but it's kind of like when we're sick you know how when you're sick like you have a cold or something and then your nose is stuffy oh yeah and you're like I'm going to start really being grateful for when I can actually breathe through both of my nostrils. It's kind of like that. We don't really see the good until we have the bad. And then we see everything that we were so blessed with before.
0: Yeah, like the bad times reflect God's goodness. And then the good time is just kind of evidence of that. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it's also really difficult to remember that God is good through times of uncertainty. And this one is me personally. I feel like if I'm struggling through like a point in this podcast, it's the times of uncertainty when I'm scared or when I'm unsure or when I have anxiety. I kind of look to God. and I'm like, what am I doing? I feel lost. Like, where am I? But I need to remember that feelings of fear and anxiety are temporary, but God is always constant. And that's where my foundation is. That's where I should look for hope and I should look for reassurance instead of those shaky feelings that I get from time to time. Yeah,
1: I don't think we're all Elsa where we can just storm into the unknown and be singing (laughs) a whole song about it. For me, it definitely brings fear and anxiety too. One thing that really helped me see this is kind of like, okay, so we are fearful and anxious of the unknown, which is kind of like the future or the end result, and there's a song from Hillsong, and they sing, Even When It Hurts. Yeah. And that song is beautiful. beautiful, and it goes just like with this. It's like, even when it hurts, I'll praise you. So it doesn't matter the circumstance. Like, my response is going to be the same, and it's still going to be to praise you.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I feel like a good tactic to, to use when doing this is thinking back of the goodness of God in the past. Like, God brought me through this situation. God brought me through that situation when I wasn't sure about that or when I wasn't sure what I was going to do or what I was going to walk through, God was always there to provide. And that just looking to our past really shows that God is always good and he's always just there for us. Yeah. Even in times of fear and anxiety.
1: And I feel like through hard times and like times of uncertainty, those are things that are kind of like generalized, but we yeah. can all still relate to that. So bringing it even more on like a smaller level... We can see that God is good in our day to day lives. In Psalms 34 8, David said, Taste and see that the Lord is good. This is just another way where we see, okay, God is good, God is good. But he uses such important descriptive words to say that God is good. He says, Taste and see. Like it's such a personal experience that you need to have all your different senses activated for you to really take it in and understand how good god is like hearing it isn't enough reading it is isn't enough you need to see it and like taste it like that's so powerful that you have to be able to do all of that just to come
0: to a slight understanding of how good god is what's really cool about that is that seeing is like an outside thing but tasting is like an inside thing Mm -hmm. like in order for you to like taste a cake you have to actually physically eat it and like let your taste buds do their job and help you taste but to see you can just like look from afar or, like see up close but you need to have both in order to fully yeah and tasting is like
1: two parts you don't just eat a cake and be like that tasted you don't finish yeah. there you say that tasted sweet you have to eat it which is the job that you're doing you're actually doing the the action of eating it and then you're also doing the action of processing it and thinking okay I just took this in. What does this mean? Yeah. This is sweet. This is sour. This is bitter. And I feel like that's also what he wanted. Like, it's such a word that we can just glance over, but it really is so heavily loaded. Like, we have all that processing to do yeah. just to come to the realization of how good God is.
0: And what's really cool, too, is that I think David used this, these words because, like, you can see that God is good in other people's lives. But you can only actually taste God's goodness when you're experiencing it personally. Yeah. And I think that's really cool that God not only tells us to, like, see that God's good in our own lives, but to look to other people and to see how He's working in their, their lives. And then for you to see how He's working in my life. And it should be, like, a, a vice versa thing where we can bring God praise through what He's doing outside as well as within us. So how do we
1: know that God is that good? Well... Even though God's goodness isn't situational, like, the circumstances isn't what makes him good. Circumstances are what shows how good he really is. Yeah, it enhances it. Yeah, it's kind of like the glasses that let us see how good God is. God's already good, but if you can't see it, then it still doesn't change who he is, but you don't know how good he is. So God places different circumstances in our lives and in other people's lives for us to see how good he really is and just allows himself to work so that we can see his glory and his wonder. So I think a great example of this is in Daniel 3, verses 17 through 18. And it says, okay, so let me give a little backstory. So this is when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are being told that they have to worship the statue when the chimes and all the stuff come they have to like bow down to him and when all the sounds went off they didn't and then this guy goes yo Nebuchadnezzar those three people they didn't bow down because they say they have like another god or something so Nebuchadnezzar told them hey you guys know what you were supposed to do you're supposed to bow down and worship and you didn't so we're gonna throw you in a fire and they even like cranked the fire even more. They cranked the fire seven times hotter that the people that even opened the doors to like guide them in there, they died. So these three guys are supposed to go into a fire. They're bondage. They're like all tied up so they can just go in there and basically die because they didn't bow down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. So this was their response after being told that they were going to go into the furnace. They said, if we were thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. That is just so bold. And I really want to key in on verse 18. Basically, he's saying, God's going to deliver us, but even if he doesn't, he's still good, and we're still going to continue to worship him and only him. And that is something that Not many people can do. Yeah. And later on in the story, you see that Nebuchadnezzar is looking into the furnace and he's like, wait a second, didn't we put three men in there? Why are there four? And God had actually sent an angel and he was protecting the three men. He was protecting Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and they didn't die in the furnace. They weren't even harmed. Not a hair on them was harmed. They were unbound, walking around in the fire. I can just imagine the conversation they were having in there. And they come out and Nebuchadnezzar's (laughs) like, everybody's gonna worship the king, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because he delivered them from this. That is the power, the goodness that God has that he works in your life and transforms that to work in other people's lives as well. So we see that God is working in the day-to-day lives and from there, we need to do something with that goodness too. We can't be the end of the rope. We have to keep spreading God's goodness so that other people can experience God
0: as well. No, I think it's really good that you mentioned that even the men who took the three, like, to the furnace died, but you can already see, like, God's faithfulness as they were walking towards the Mm -hmm. furnace, because there's no reason that they shouldn't have died just going near the furnace. Yeah, imagine
1: you're, you're following these guys leading you there. You see one, dead yeah the other one poop dead what's gonna happen to you probably poop dead right <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no that didn't happen and they made it inside and yeah still gonna die. they made it inside and it's it doesn't mean they weren't scared as they were walking there it's just that their faith outweighed their fear mm-hmm. like they were steadfast in who they believed and the characteristic of God being good and that's really hard to do but it's definitely a decision we should make every single day walking into different furnaces in our life. Yeah, because we
1: want to continue spreading that goodness. And I feel like we pray all the time, Jesus, I want to be more like you. I want to love like you. I want to care about people the way that you do. But we don't understand that in order to do that stuff, we need to have those circumstances so that we can grow, so that we can have that fruit. Just like when people say, Careful when you pray for patience, God's going to start putting difficult things in your life for you to be patient, which, duh, makes sense. Right. But we don't understand that. So in order to grow and be more like Jesus, we need to have situations to allow us to grow. And in those situations, there's going to be hard times because that's what's going to help us become more like Jesus. That's where we really see the character of Jesus is in those situations bad times where people were just terrible to him that's where you see his character so in the bible paul goes on and he's talking about how the different sufferings and stuff that's happening to him are really allowing him to be more like god and to bring god the glory so the perfect example is in second corinthians 9 through 10 and paul is saying but he said to me My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And again, that's so countercultural. Like, we don't want to even admit that we're weak or that we're going through hard times sometimes we don't we look at that as oh my gosh that's so shameful paul understands that in his weakness that's when he is made strong because that's when god comes in even though god is there all the time when we're weak it it sucks but that's when we're more willing to allow god to work because it's kind of like okay you're my last resort which isn't how it should be but sometimes that's how it is it's
0: true like when we're going through like hardships We're more susceptible to God's help and God's molding and shaping of us. And it's been said, like, help me be blessed so you could be more. And that's easier said than done, for sure. But it's important for us to remember that we should count weakness, like, as a joy. When we're, like, going through struggles or, like, working through something that we're not used to, it's an opportunity for us to be better and do better and just react differently than we would have if like it was just you by yourself. But now it's a partnership. It's you and God, like working and molding to glorify him, first of all, but also to change your perception and change who you are as a person.
1: Yeah, I've heard it said that
0: the most important thing about you
1: is what comes to mind when you think of God. And to a lot of people, goodness isn't the first thing. But it should be one of the first things. God is so good to us and we see it in our daily life. And even with things that are considered bad, like we just listed off um, in weakness in insults in hardships and persecutions and difficulties, those are all moments that we get the opportunity to be like Jesus in that situation. Jesus wouldn't be this merciful person if he wasn't placed in a situation where someone needed mercy he wouldn't be this patient person if he wasn't in a position where someone was frustrated yeah frustrated he needed to show patience you don't get those attributes without the the different circumstances kind of calling for it so when we have those things that's when we really see the goodness that God has for us I also liked it how the NLV version said it um it says, I receive joy when I am weak. I receive joy when people talk against me and make it hard for me and try to hurt me and make trouble for me. How can he say that? Right. <laughs> like, how can he say I receive joy when people are trying to make it hard for me? I I receive the opposite it's, of joy. Yeah. I get angry. <laughs> yeah. Because that's such a daily thing where I see, I'm like, this person is really just trying to make my life yeah. difficult. And in those moments, just try to have the mindset where, okay, this person is trying to make my life difficult. So this is an opportunity that God has placed in my life for me to show... Grace. Grace and goodness. And for me to just be like him in the situation, which will bring him glory and bring the
0: goodness of God to that person. I feel like I've said that, Jessica, this girl is trying me today. Mm -hmm. At least like four times this week to you. Just because... And it was the most like petty, like small things, but we are so easy to get frustrated well me especially I'm so easy to get frustrated or angry or take things the wrong way that it's where I could be graceful and try to be respond in kindness and act accordingly so yeah and on the other hand instead of seeing God's goodness in our daily lives we can even see God's goodness when we don't see it and I thought this was so cool because this is beautifully played out in the story of Esther and I've read Esther a lot of times and then somebody pointed out to me that God is not mentioned in Esther once and it's so crazy how this amazing story of a Jewish girl who became a queen and then ended up saving her people that God's name was not mentioned throughout that whole story and there were times where she took three days to pray and pray and pray and petition and And she um, advised the other Jews to do the same thing. And she's like, praying, praying, praying. And that chapter still doesn't mention the name of God. And I'm not going to say that I didn't ask myself, why not? Like, why is God's name not mentioned? Or why is he not like speaking to Esther? But I think he did it on purpose to show us that just because he's silent doesn't mean he's absent. And just because we're not seeing God work and not seeing God's goodness at the moment we want to see it, it doesn't mean he's just not there.
1: Okay, so I don't know if this is going to make sense to you, but this is how I kind of think of it. So even though you said, like, even if we don't see God's goodness, it doesn't mean he's not being good in the moment. We just not, might not be able to see it at the time. So ready? This is kind of a stretch, but get with me here. You know in the Olympics where they have that sport where it's like a little circle that looks like a turtle and they have the brooms? And they have to, like, squish, 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 Mm -hmm. so that it goes faster. So, imagine that little circle. That thing can't see the brooms. But the brooms are working, and they're making the space, they're making it slippery enough so that the ball can go and land in the right little spot. So... The ball's just going. The ball thinks it's probably doing all the work. It's probably like, I'm sliding through all this cold ice trying to get to the right spot, and everyone's like yelling at me, whatever. But he doesn't even know that the most work is coming from the people with the broom. It's not even the person that pushed the little circle turtle. It's the person that's, or the two people, that are little, that are brooming the little floor. That's what's allowing the little circle to get to where it needs to go. And I feel like we can kind of relate to that because we feel like everything is on us, like, we're the we're the problem, we're the, also the solution. But God is working, and God is so good, and we're sometimes so quick to just, like, turn around and not even care to look for it.
0: Yeah, it's easy to say that, to kind of have a spotlight effect where it's like, oh, me, 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 and this is all I can see at the moment, when we don't even realize that God already, like, went in front of us, and He's already been where you are. And, and he's, he's so present. Yeah, and He's already... He's present and he's there and he's been where you are, but he's also ahead of the game mm-hmm. knowing where you're going to be tomorrow. Or he's what creating you're your face. path for yeah. you to get there. And that is so cool. And so us knowing that and us realizing that, we need to remind ourselves that he's faithful all of the time. Even when we don't see it, even when we don't think so, he is. Because that's an attribute of his.
1: Yeah, so off of all of that, in the practical sense, we just need to be more present and open to be seeing the goodness of God and not just the troubles that are right in front of us at the moment right so that was let's talk about God's goodness thank you guys so much for listening and I really hope that you guys can just see God really working in your life and not cutting it off there but really just spreading his goodness throughout your life and touching other people so that they can see God's goodness in their life as well
0: Also, we just want to remind you guys that we are on Instagram at talktime.pod. And if you have any input or ideas, um, we would love to interact with you guys and talk to you. So yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.